0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Basketball is coming back. I'll break it all down for you. Coming up here on this Friday, Locked On Celtics.
1: Millie, let's go. Rainy J's back with the fans. back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth. Like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars crowd goes crazy most in-depth coverage on the daily mainly podcast royalty the content kings when you're talking about the franchise with 17 rings focus like danny at the deadline global with it got a local feel like the red line the blue line the green line play it in between time i'ma throw my c's jersey on in the meantime and press play when the f's done i can't wait until the next day trying to stay in tune with the c's that's the best way Millie. john
0: is here of masslive.com welcome you back a Friday Locked On Celtics podcast. I want to thank you for making this show part of your daily routine still. Even with all of this stuff that's going on, you're still listening. That's awesome. I love it. So what I've decided to do, I'm actually going to push off the 2008 championship, the NBA finals discussion that Chuck and Mike and I have had. I'm going to push that till Monday because this thing's happened today and I, I I felt like I didn't want to gloss over it in just... Eight or nine minutes. Let's talk about how the NBA is actually going to return now that it's kind of, I don't want to say it's set in stone, but we, we have now our best idea, what it means, uh, what it means for the Celtics. Uh, this is brought to you by our sponsors today, Rock Auto. Go to rockauto.com for low prices on car parts uh for your car or truck lower than what you're going to get at those big chain stores you can also go to builtbar.com use the promo code lockedon for $10 off your first order of the best tasting protein bar on the market so let me start by correcting a mistake that I said I mistakenly said yesterday in going through the potential schedule a couple people pointed it out to me on twitter so thank you for that that I mistakenly said the Celtics do not have the tiebreaker against the Raptors. They do, currently. And uh, I don't think that it's going to come into play with eight games as we look at what's been approved. But if it does, for some reason, they do have the tiebreaker. They they will, I think, and we haven't seen the official schedule yet, but I, they will play each other. Now, why did I say that? I mean, first of all, I'm an idiot. Second of all, um, it's been a while, and I, I kind of forgot and what I was remembering was that loss to Brooklyn. Remember they blew the the uh that huge lead in the fourth quarter and a like Karis Levert dropped fifty and he scored like all of them in the fourth quarter in O T. Um that game I remember writing the story on what that did was it, it basically the Celtics needed to win the game in Toronto. To maintain the tiebreaker, because if they lost that tiebreaker, then they lose all subsequent tiebreakers. So if they lose to Toronto, then the head to head is even. And then after that, they, they lose like all the rest of those tiebreakers. So that, that's why I was thinking that they, they didn't have it. They do. But if they lose to Toronto whenever this regular season, uh, if they do play each other returns, then they if they lose if they lose that game then they lose like all the remaining tiebreakers and that's it. So, correcting the mistake, they do ha- they do have the tiebreaker. Okay, now let's get into what was approved. What do we know about the NBA's return? We do know 22 teams are going to return to play. The season's going to start July 31st at Disney World in Florida. That's all kind of what we expected. Now, training camp, June 30th. It's now the Friday show drops on June 5th. By the way, happy birthday, Dad, June 5th. Uh, Teams now have – so you say, why June 30th? So on June 5th, teams are now – they know that, well, we have to start getting people back. So any players who are overseas – and there are players who are overseas. There's a matter of international travel. You've got to get your affairs back in order. Now, they should probably have started to come back. But if they haven't, now you have to. Uh, assuming that they fly back, they get everything together, they fly back this weekend. Well, a lot of, these, a lot of the rules here now, you've got you to come back, you've got to quarantine for 14 days. So two weeks after that, so two weeks after June 20th is June 19th. So if for some reason you can't just say June 19th, because that doesn't give players enough time. Anybody who might not be around doesn't give them enough time to come back. That also gives them time to get, you know, a week or so of individual workouts. The Celtics have opened the, our back center for individual workouts. So now players are going to have this time. Hopefully players are back. A lot of players, not everybody, but a lot of players are back and they can come back and uh, work out, get ramp up, get themselves ready. By the time anybody who has the quarantine has done that, that's over. Now you can go in there and get your individual workouts in. Then you can go to training camp. So the Celtics will have a week-long training camp or so uh, in the RBAC Center. Media won't be allowed in there. They're just going to be in there. So – after that, they have to go to Florida. A week later, July seventh. Now, July seventh is an important date because there's there's like a two week quarantine for some people coming from some states going into Florida because Florida law. So some guys are gonna have to quarantine for two weeks whenever they get back to their cities, and then quarantine for two more weeks once they get back to once they get down to Orlando. Then you have the beginnings of a preseason. So that brings you to July 21st, and that gives you nine days before the season is supposed to start. Ten days before the season is supposed to start. That's not a lot of time. Now, there there is some scrimmaging that's going to be happening. They are going to allow scrimmages. They're going to have um, some quote-unquote preseason games. But July 31st, they're going to start playing regular season games. 22 teams, that's been uh, settled. That's what's kind of been bounced around. Somewhere in that way we've been talking about 20, 22, 24. It's 22 teams. So the 16 playoff teams, and as I said yesterday, six more. Uh, it's going to be basically five from the west, one from the east. They're going to do some sort of play-in thing. So, why this? Well, they're going to have to, first of all, they have to ramp up. They, they can't just go from everything, all of these quarantines and, and all of this stuff. They, they do have to play something. So, the, the preseason scrimmages, whatever they have, is just the beginning. Then they have to ramp up and they have to start playing some regular season games. Then they're going to get to the, the playoffs. So, I, I agree with them having to do the regular season. That's going to help the Celtics, like I said, seeding wise. That that could help them avoid the Sixers. And look, when Embiid comes back, we might actually look at him and be like, hey, we might actually want to play the Sixers. That might actually be beneficial to, to the Celtics. But for now, I'm sticking to the uh you want to avoid the the Sixers. There will be at least one back to back in this schedule. And like I said, all of these games are gonna count for seeding. Is everybody happy with this plan? Turns out the Portland Trailblazers voted against it, but they were the only team that did. Some teams are gonna get screwed, some teams not gonna like it. That no team there was no perfect plan here. Unless there was a, a miracle vaccine or some other miracle, and we just got back to playing regular basketball, there was no perfect plan. So that's the basic overview. There will be testing. And I'm going to talk about the testing when I come back. I know these guys are going to be bored, but one thing that they can probably do is download the Blinkist app because they're going to get a chance to really pile up some good knowledge, some books. Instead of sitting there and reading and carrying a big book around, they can download the Blinkist app and get a lot of information in a short amount of time. This unique Blinkist app, it works on a phone, tablet, a web browser. It takes the best key takeaways, all of the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, condenses them down to just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to so a player can walk from his hotel to practice and get the need-to-know takeaways from thousands of nonfiction books. Successful leaders, like many of their coaches, the GMs, business leaders, are known for reading books. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. And with the audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during a commute, a walk, a lunch break, whatever exercise you want to do. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now. It has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, history books, the latest titles from bestseller lists, as well as classic nonfiction titles that you always meant to read but never had time to. Go ahead and download Blinkist. You'll get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. All the books you want. For one low price, right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for this audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA, try it free for seven days, and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. You'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA.
1: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Boston Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: I've spent this hiatus trying to remake my body, lose a little weight, add a little muscle, just like everybody else, trying to be healthier. And part of that is adding Built Bar to my diet because Built Bar is going to support what I'm trying to do without a ton of calories but it's going to give me the protein that I want to help me build muscle. I just got myself a box of the peanut butter Bilt Bars 20 grams of protein just 170 calories 3 grams of sugar that's nothing that's exactly what I want as I'm trying to build some muscle it gives my body exactly what it needs none of the stuff that it doesn't If you don't like peanut butter, if you've got a nut allergy, there are a lot of other options. Nut free, gluten free, but all of them packed with protein, not a lot of calories. There's just delicious options across the board. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first order. The promo code is LOCKEDON and you get $10 off your first order of the best tasting protein bar on the market. Part of the NBA's return is actually going to involve uh, daily testing for players. Uh, ESPN reporting that epidemiologists have told the NBA in order to s- ensure the safest situation possible, it has to be a daily test. So there's going to be disinfecting. There's going to be daily testing, social distancing, temperature checks, the use of masks. And and we mentioned this in the Locked On NBA podcast we did on Wednesday, me and Jake Madison I'm not really buying a lot of the arguments that the fewer teams that you have, the less risk. Uh, the The testing is going to, once you get into the bubble, like you have to be tested to get into the bubble. Everybody they're letting in is tested and will be negative. I don't think they're going to let anybody positive in the t- in the bubble, right? So 16 teams, four more teams, six more teams, it doesn't matter. They're just... Yeah, you're increasing the number of people, but if everybody has tested positive and nobody can leave the bubble, I just don't see it being that big of an issue. If health is an issue, then they they shouldn't do this at all. The whole point of this is we've created this scenario where everyone who walks through these doors has been tested and will be tested daily somehow. I don't know if they're going to do the nasal swabs or some other way, but they're going to test temperature checks, all of that stuff. Everything's going to be scrubbed down. Players are going to have access to like a golf course. There's going to be recreation stuff. It's not like they're locked in their hotel room. There's going to be, there are going to be things that they can do, but regular testing, as long as they're not allowed to leave the bubble, they'll be fine or they should be fine. I don't know. Maybe there, I mean, I'm sure there, there's some risk materials do have to come into the, the facility. There's a possibility that something somewhere somehow gets contaminated that's possible. So then the next question is, what happens if someone does test positive? Well, initially, I used to think if that, if that happens, then the entire thing is just shut down. But apparently, they're not expected to stop play if someone tests positive just going to treat it as if it was like an injury that person will be isolated that person will be you know everybody on that team will be tested but theoretically like everybody's being tested anyway so one person who tests positive everybody on that team's going to be tested they're just going to be more closely monitored and then they'll have to see like if somebody develops symptoms now the the obvious question is well what if everybody tests positive and there's an outbreak then that's problematic. And I think the goal here, through their medical advice, and they're doing this with medical advice, it's not like Adam Silver's like, you know what? Screw it. I don't care what the doctor says. I'm going to do this. There's so much money at stake. And that's why they're even doing this. Like, we know that this is why they're doing this. But there's so much money at stake that they're not going to come all the way to this point and flout medical advice. They're not going to come all the way to this point and then be careless about following the advice of the epidemiologists. If they didn't think that they could pull this off, they're, they're not going to pull it off. It would have been easier for them to just cancel the season and say, you know what? We're just, none of the doctors think we can do it. We can't do it. We're just going to cancel the season. It's still June. There, there's no reason for them to say, we, c- we could do this bubble thing. In October, November, we could just do the bubble thing. We'll just push it to the start of next season. And by the way, they can still do that. If something happens between now and July 31st, that's a long time. That's almost two full months. If something happens and they need to shut it down and then delay it, they can just say, hey, sorry, we tried Regular season's over. No champion this year. We're just going to start next season with the bubble plan in November. uh, You know, October, November, and we'll just we're going to delay it, and that that's just going to be what it is. But at the same time, I I don't think that they're they're just walking into this without a care in the world. So obviously, I'm not in on all of these discussions, but I would feel like if we're at this point. They've, they've investigated all of the, the possibilities and they, they know what the risks are. So we'll see how it goes. And there is certainly the possibility of an outbreak within a team because this is a highly contagious thing. But if they've taken the precautions and if they've tested everybody and they're careful and everybody follows the rules and nobody does anything stupid – like young people are known to do if nobody breaks through the bubble and sneaks out and brings it back in then they should should be okay we'll see maybe i'm wrong you can call me naive maybe that's true but my my guess is if they're if they're testing regularly and they're taking all of these teams Uh, and testing all of these teams and and everything, then they they should be okay. What happens if you bring in family members? Now, the family members are not going to be allowed in until after the regular season because they are a little more risky because you can't test the family members every day. You're going to test them when they come in. But that's something where maybe there's younger people, older people, people with more health issues, That then, you know, 20-something super athletes. So they're not going to be allowing the families in for the regular season portion of this. So six teams are going to be eliminated. They're going to leave. And then families from these playoff teams are going to come in through the testing and all of that. And hopefully it's all still safe as well. But... You know, without they can control NBA players, they're under contract. It's a little easier bringing family members in. It's a little tougher. Kids, you know, young kids, especially, they get a little crazy. You just some parents just do whatever to appease them. You don't realize you're making a mistake or, or whatever. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm not afraid that something's going to go wrong. It certainly can. All I'm saying in all of this is. I feel like if you've taken all of the proper precautions and all of the testing and all of this, uh, and you're in this bubble and everything's scrubbed and cleaned, and you, if everybody just follows the rules that they can do this, feel like they can do this. And the real question is, if someone tests positive, what happens? And can that person be isolated? They obviously feel like that can be possible. So what's next? What happens? Playoff schedule next season. That's coming up next. Now, if you're one of these people who understands what I'm talking about when I say engine control module or fuel pump assembly, then you definitely want to visit rockauto.com. Rockauto.com replaces basically all of these chain car stores because those chain car stores, first of all, they don't have everything you're looking for in stock. And you've got to sit there and wait for that dude to like tick-tack through the whole thing. I've, I've done it before. It's not fun, especially when I'm sort of not sure what I'm talking about. But if I know I need a certain part, instead of standing there and waiting to see it, if, if they've got it, I'll go to rockauto.com because they will have it. And they're going to have it at a much cheaper price. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same part at an auto parts chain or worse, a dealership? That fuel pump assembly I was talking about, they've got this Honda Odyssey fuel pump assembly for $354 at Advance. Rock Auto has it for $217. That kind of difference is something you're going to find at Rock Auto. And they also don't have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Like, what's that about? Rock Auto's prices are the same for everybody. They are reliably low, and you do not need a membership or some kind of a login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Do it right now to see all the parts that are available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition?
1: Here we go. John Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting
0: reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the
1: planet, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Follow us on our social channels at Celtics on Twitter and at Celtics on Instagram. A few other specifics from this proposal that was approved on Thursday by the league. It still, by the way, needs to be approved by the players, but that's kind of a foregone conclusion. The players have been heavily involved in all of this, so they've, they've known all along. The Players Association has known all along. So this isn't like baseball where they're just flinging proposals back and forth. This has been a collaborative effort to get back and the players are on board. They have been on board. And even though there are certain things that are being seen as a surprise, uh, including the beginning date of next season, there's pretty much they're on board. And a lot of this other stuff, the specific dates, uh, especially next season is going to be up for negotiation. And this is an important part of all of this. You have to understand that there's a negotiation that still has to happen within the league and the Players Association. They essentially have to craft an entirely new CBA. I mean, they, they'll take a lot of the stuff that, that's from this one, but they, they have a lot of work to do. And, and maybe crafting an entire new CBA is a little extreme, But it's not that far off. Like They have a lot of work to do to make sure that if another pandemic hits, that they are prepared and they're not caught like they have been caught, like everybody was caught this time around. They've learned a lot of lessons. So they're going to try to put a lot of these lessons down in a contract. But I know this personally because I've negotiated collective bargaining agreements before. Once you reopen a contract, things, it's like a Pandora's box, even though there's labor peace and no one wants to rock the boat, there there are new issues that have come up, new things that the players and the, and the owners are going to want because of the coronavirus, because of the shutdown. And so once you have both sides kind of talking and saying, well, we want this and you want this, then the negotiation happens. So, for example, the NBA said that it wants uh, to open next season on December 1st. Now, this isn't, you know, set in stone. It's a working timeline that, as of right now, uh, the, the draft lottery is scheduled for August 25th. Uh, the draft is on October 15th. Free agency begins on October 18th. And then next year... The next season, November 10th, the training camp will start and opening night would be on December 1st. Uh, That's a short, that's a short window there. And Michelle Roberts did kind of like, huh, really? December 1st? Really? Part of me thinks that this is a little bit of a negotiation ploy from the NBA. Like they're saying, yeah, yeah, December 1st. And the the players can be like, "Uh, how about Christmas? And in order to maybe meet in the middle or, If Christmas is where the NBA really wanted to go all along and they see that as a concession, this is, it's an easy concession. Like the NBA could be like, Oh, all right, twist our arm. We'll give you, we'll give you Christmas. If you give us something else, whatever that is, I don't know what it would be, but when you throw this little nugget out there, a little, this is a very obvious place where there's wiggle room. And when you do that as one side, the other side sees that and says, "All right, what what do you want in exchange for this?" Because now, as part of a negotiation, you don't just you don't just say, "Okay, here's Christmas." You want something in return. So, this feels very, very much like they're setting up for a negotiation, and that's just a a date that that will be conceded in some form down the road. I they and look, it may be something that they a, a, a hill they plan to die on. I don't know. I'm not in the owner's heads. I'm not, I'm obviously not part of the governor's, the board of governors meeting, but right now on June 5th, I would be surprised if the next season begins on December 1st and we'll see what happens uh, in the midst of that. There's another thing that doesn't involve the Celtics, but it does involve a lot of these other teams. The teams that don't make it. There will be some sort of mini camp or something for, for these teams that aren't participating so golden states Minnesota the Cleveland the, the bad teams there is there is an actual kind of feeling you can't you can't just stop playing basketball in March and then reopen a training camp in November or have the regular season or, or, or next, uh, free agency beginning on October 18th i mean you talking about march to October 18th there's a lot of time and maybe those free agents don't want to or they'll go they'll go work out on their own but you you just you don't want to have your core players just away from the team for that long so you want to have some sort of structure and i think the NBA is going to allow for that so let's sum it up The Boston Celtics will be back in the RBAC center. In fact, they are back in the RBAC center now for individual workouts. They will go through an official training camp June 30th. Then they will go to Orlando. Uh, There will likely be some quarantine, uh some quarantine period, and then they will start playing basketball. Over the course of 16 days, there will be up to six games per day. Those are the quote-unquote regular season games. Uh, You'll see them throughout the day. So if you're home on quarantine or working from home or whatever, there will be basketball all day long. The Celtics will be there probably playing every other day, including one back-to-back. But with no travel, it's, you know, everybody's going to do it once. Okay, fine, you do it once. Um, Then they'll start a postseason. And from there, the regular season, the remaining, those regular season games that were played, the seeding will be whatever the, the normal seeding is. So right now the Celtics go to the third seed. If they can find their way into the second seed, hey, great. If they, if they don't, then they'll obviously stay in the third seed and they'll play either, probably either Indiana or Philly. And they'll just play regular seven game series. And those series will be played... All in Orlando. They will be played every other day. Since there's no travel, you're just basically playing every other day. And that's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge. Every other day is a bit of a grind. There's not going to be a lot of practice time. You know, you're just going to go through walkthroughs. But they're going to play every other day. And the the thing about these every other day uh, in a bubble is when a series ends, you don't have to wait around. Like, if – if the Eastern Conference series ends and the Western Conference series are going seven games, I mean, they'll probably have to wait a little bit, but not that long. They'll just, maybe you just start playing and instead of you play every other day, you play every two days and you, you work that out. They have a plan, I'm sure for this, but they can aggressively just say, okay, we're starting this series now. Okay. That starts in two days because you can't do that in a regular in a regular playoff scenario. Even if both teams are ready and they can go, you don't know if the TD Garden is going to be ready. What if the Bruins have playoff games? What if there's a concert that's been booked for a year or two? There are other things that don't exist in the bubble. So when the NBA says, hey, look, these series have ended. Uh, instead of starting those three days from now, four days from now, we're going to start them two days from now. And just because the season will end on October 12th at the latest doesn't mean it has to end on that day. It it can end earlier. So they they can aggressively schedule these playoffs. Here's hoping it works. Just hope that it works. Uh, I am generally a positive person. I am generally an optimistic person. So I have a generally positive, optimistic outlook for this. I am excited for, for basketball to be back. I understand that there's a lot of money at stake. And I understand that's why they're doing it. I think all of the players want their money. All of the owners want their money. All of the advertisers want payoff on what money they're spending. No one wants to give up all of that money. And they shouldn't. If you can, just like any other business that we've been talking about and seeing people protesting over, if you can reopen safely, then reopen safely. If you can do it, then do it. As long as everybody follows the rules and you can do it safely. That's the thing. If people are going to be sloppy, if people are going to be stupid, then that's going to throw the entire thing off. And that's generally how it works throughout the course of human history. Human beings are sloppy and stupid and something gets screwed up. And then we have to deal with the aftermath. But this is two months of discipline from these players, staff members. I'm frankly more worried about staff members who are sick of sitting around and and do something stupid. So don't do something stupid. Stay in the bubble. Figure it out. Two months. Shit, I've been sitting here in my bubble for a while. You you can do it. You can do it. Just do it. I want basketball back. It's going to suck that I'm probably not going to Orlando. I don't know that they're going to allow any media in. If they do, it's going to be very, very limited. So for me, I'll be watching at home, just game after game after game. And just like you, I'll be binge watching basketball and writing about the Celtics back on the Boston Celtics beat. Oh man, I'm so happy to be back on the Celtics beat and doing a bunch of zoom calls with players in post game. So we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get through it, but basketball is coming back. Basketball is coming back. And so I'll be following it. In the meantime, as we wait for basketball to actually return, we will do, we will continue our historical deep dives. We're right at the end. So on Monday, provided that there's no breaking news, I will release the final podcast about the 2007-2008 championship season talking about the NBA finals and winning the title. Then after that, we'll get through the 2000s And into 2010 through 2020. And that involves the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett trade. And that involves a lot of other things, the arrival of Brad Stevens and all of that stuff. So that's coming up. As we wait for more news, we will finish off our historical deep dives. Thanks for everybody who's been listening. If you haven't, you want to subscribe And go back and listen. We started at the beginning, before the Celtics were even in the NBA. We started when they were in the BAA. So we've traveled a long road through Celtics history. Subscribe if you haven't. If you have a five-star rating and a good written review, it would be much appreciated. Thanks to our sponsors, Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order of the best-tasting protein bar on the market rockauto.com a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com right now for all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you and Blinkist Blinkist gives you all the key takeaways 15 minutes or so of the- Great nonfiction books, all the nonfiction books that you want to find on Blinkist.com. Download the app and go to Blinkist.com. That's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash MBA to start your seven-day trial for free and get 25% off your new subscription. Thanks for listening, everybody. Now tell your smart device to go play the latest episode of Hollinger and Dunkin'.